the shattered remains of the once great prison lay everywhere. Shards of light began to slowly fade in color to dark husks. The bodies of men who had died lay strewn across the desolate battlements. The prisoners' pods were emptied. They were now nothing but dark shells, their former luminescence gone. Zark's expression did not change as he examined the cells, checking to see if any prisoners remained or had been killed. Zarks and Kordok had traveled to the prison, finding Tritus and Deimos alive, but both had been battered in the assault. Tritus had taken a serious laceration above his elbow from the shards of magic glass. Deimos had suffered minor physical injuries by comparison, but he was mumbling incoherently, apparently in shock. The sound of the massive prison shattering had caused both to become partially deaf. What did you see? Kordok asked, looking at Deimos. Zark shook his head. Deimos is mumbling about a dragon, his voice trailed off. Korok raised an eyebrow. Considering only the Ashen Border can become dragons, I'd say it's more likely that he was hit in the head by a shard of prison, Korok said, amused with himself. Zarks remained stone-faced, unamused by Korok's jest. It matches what Thornbjorn said. Two witnesses agree. When Tritus can speak again, he will confirm it as well, Zark said, shaking, grabbing a shard of glass. The Ashenborn fear these prisoners. <clears throat> they would have, excuse me, would have never aided in releasing them. What of Elder Derek? Kordok asked. Zarks turned the shard over in his hand. He speaks with the king's council now, but will arrive here shortly to see what we cannot. Zarks tossed the shard on the ground. The king, your father, is not pleased to hear of this news. For good reason at that. Kordok nodded. Jacobin is in his council, and Salafiel is aiding those who are injured. My brothers can quell my father's fears for the time being, Zark's grimaced. Alanis wishes that no one know of the message of that parchment. It would bring no good to spread something that cannot be verified as truth. Kordok nodded. Will you search for the prisoners? Kordok shook his head. Or, Zark shook his head. Anything that was to be found would have been seen on the cliff up there. Besides, he nodded toward his group of men standing guard on the perimeter around them. I am more concerned about them finding us. Kordok scanned the area and observed approximately 15 silver talons around them, spread out and in spots of tactical advantage. A few were perched in trees. Most stood on the ground. Some had crossbows with arrows already notched, while some had their swords removed from sheets. One of the silver talons sat on a rock. Zarks whispered a sharp, high-pitched note to get his attention. The silver talon looked at him nervously, for no one wanted to be called out by their general. Zarks glared at him, and the silver talon immediately stood. I am proud of you and your brothers, Zarks said, returning his gaze to Kordok. You each stood your ground to fight those creatures. Others ran for cover. You ran to cover others. You've proven yourselves to me, Zarks said, his voice filled with pride. Even if you did not complete the action, you cannot be faulted for that. You've done better than that. You've shown yourselves brave in actual battle. Kordok shook his head. It was nothing exceptional but what was required of us. I hope anyone would have done the same. Yeah, well, they did not, Zark said, thinking of the many competitors armed for battle who had fled rather than stay and help protect the unarmed spectators. The dragon form of Elder Derek flew towards them with exceptional speed. When he landed, glass dust spiraled in all directions. Zarks and Kordok covered their eyes to avoid having shards embedded in them. Must you always land so harshly, Zarks remarked. The dragon snorted. With a burst of light, the human form of Elder Derek stood before them. Shall we? Zarks looked at Derek with what appeared to be a mixture of fear and annoyance.
Korok looked from Derek to Zarks. We'll be alright, Zarks. We've made it through a lot, haven't we? Something as simple as another Tanemian attack can be too disheartening, Korok consoled. He understood the worry on Zark's face, though. Zark's had dealt with conflicts and wars with extreme loss of life. He'd watched his own family be consumed by Tanims when he was only 12 years old. He was tough. It was no surprise he was the head of his father's guard. The situation was different, though. Worse. They were now faced with the possibility of the kingdom's most terrifying enemies once vanquished, again becoming their greatest threat. No one had expected the dire situation they now faced. Everyone had believed the light prison would hold their enemies until the end of time itself. Kordok, Zarks, and Derek finished climbing the set of stone steps leading up to the entrance of where the prison once stood. At the crest of the cliffside and steps, they stopped to examine the remains of what once was the most incredible and imposing structure in the realm. Broad, sizable husks of former sunlight littered the ground. Although the structure was of unimaginable size, it now stood at half its height, with some areas completely level. Surprisingly, the different sections of the prison could still be made out. Areas where each prisoner had once been locked away were now destroyed, but the shells of the walls were partially intact. Nearly 25 years ago, Archiris guaranteed the safety of everyone in the Yadir when he used magic to encase the prisoners within the walls of protection. These walls have now failed us, Derek said. It had been believed that the light prison was impenetrable. Alanis had told Kordok of the light prison when he was younger. He had said that the only, only the most horrid, depraved creatures were locked inside, and that no one ever would be allowed in or out of those individual cells. Alanis had also told, told Kordok that many believed the light prison had such power coursing through it that it prevented the beings inside from even moving, thus also slowing down the regular aging process. Whether or not that was true, though, no one really knew. The light prison was a secretive place. Information about it did not circulate amongst anyone but the High King and a few leaders of the Lower Kingdoms. Kordok wasn't even sure if Alanias knew anything more than the legends of the light prison. How many guards stood watch over the prison? Kordok asked, directing his question to both the Zarks and Derek. He knew that Zarks was the head of the guard over the prison, but also that Derek had been involved in overseeing the prison since it was formed. Zarks wiped beads of sweat from his head from his forehead. Wiped beads of sweat from his head with his forearm. <laughs> there were only three guards posted to watch the prison at the time of the attack, Zarks said, his face turning red. His look of despair was replaced with one of anger. Ah, he bellowed as he kicked a piece of husk directly in front of him. I knew something like this would happen. Did I not warn you, Derek? Zark shot Elder Derek a look of distaste. I told you we needed more people to watch the prison to keep something like this from happening, and you said no. Zark's turned towards Derek, now pointing a finger in his direction. You told me that, did you not? This is your fault, Zark explained. I advise you that we need to keep the number of people privy to the workings of the prison to a minimum. Zark, Derek's, <clears throat> Derek responded, unfazed by the sudden outburst. So are you agreeing that this is your fault or no? You forced me to limit the number of guards when more precaution was needed. Kordok looked from one man to the other, disturbed by the, disturbed by the direction of the conversation. The words of the king are not to be ignored, Derek said. Sarks, this isn't Derek's fault for any more or less than it is father's, Kordok interrupted. How could we possibly have known what was going to happen here? Everyone thought the prison was secure and that nothing could change that. 
Let's go. We have work to do. Derek spoke unemotionally. We must save this useless banter for another time, General. Kordak had by this time stepped between Zarks and Derek. May we continue to do what we came here to do? Kordak asked Zarks. Move, Zarks said as he shoved Kordak out of the way with one arm. He had anger in his eyes that Kordak had not seen in him before. He stepped quickly toward Derek, who had finally turned to face Zarks fully. Stop. Or... Derek ordered, his face, his voice only slightly raised. This is not wise. A vein in Zark's forehead bulged and his jaw muscles tightened. You are a general and I would not deem it wise for you to continue lest I have to dishonor you in front of your men, Derek warned. Zark's did not stop. Before Kordok could regain his balance and intervene, Zark reared, Zark's reared back with his right fist and set it directly at Derek's face. Derek's eyes flashed Jasper. He deflected the punch with his right forearm and swept Zark's legs out from under him, using his own momentum against him. Zark's was thrown to the ground, landing heavily. Derek stood straight and turned to Zark's, who had rolled over on his back and sat up on the ground. Kordok examined Zark's face. It appeared the impact with the ground had knocked the anger out of him. Are you finished? Derek asked Zark's with a guarded expression. Division between us is not something you want right now. It's not something any of us need. Zarks remained silent, embarrassed as Derek offered him his hand. Zarks ignored it and stood on his, stood on his own. Kordok knew Zarks was sometimes stubborn and prideful, but it wasn't often that he let his emotions overtake his reason. He knew he stood no chance against Derek, even in a circumstance in which Derek couldn't fight back. His power wasn't something any of them fully understood. Derek turned away unaffected by the snub. He looked at the debris and stepped inside the entryway. Kordok followed Derek. He glanced behind him to see Zarks brushing dirt from off his armor before following them in. Following them in. The sun was setting, and they were losing daylight fast. If it became too dark, they would miss clues as to what happened and where the prisoners' occupants had gone. There didn't appear much to see inside the prison. Eight cells... All similar in size, were barely discernible to Kordok's untrained eyes. Derek stepped over to one particular cell, looking grim. Aleem, he said, his voice trailing off. What? Kordok had a puzzled look on his face. Zark shook his head. Aleem was in this cell. A being capable of the greatest evil, he and Tassal had a wicked bond. Elder Derek grabbed the fragments in his hands. They lit up as he touched them. Do you think that the message was correct? Zarks asked, looking around, acting as though the earlier exchange had not occurred. Alderic sighed, a look of sadness on his face. The only way that the prison could have been shattered is the death of Archiris. Kordok's eyes widened. So it is true. How do you know? Alderic shook his head. There is no doubt. The prison is our confirmation. Wouldn't a body be the only way to truly confirm that? Zarks asked plaintively. Yes, but this is the same sort of discovery, and irrefutable. This is as good as physical evidence, Derek said quietly. Did you know him well? Kordok asked, sensing the tension building between the two men again. Yes, Derek paused. There never will be another like him. He ruled with all the qualities worthy of a high king. With his death, our protection from outside forces has fallen. Derek turned away from him, attempting to hide the fear in his eyes, and even from ourselves, he said under his breath. Magical stones, dragons, light prisons. Zarks trailed off with a snort, noticing Elder Derek's demeanor. You are, you're afraid, aren't you? He prodded. Derek composed himself, turning back to them. 
This is more important than the miraculous. With the High King dead, word will spread even if we try to hide it. And without his leadership, the kingdoms will turn on one another, vying for position. Who is qualified to take the crown? Kordok asks. One of the kings will be elevated to that position, considering Archaeus never took a bride or begot children. It is li- more likely it will be taken by sword. The sword? Kordok asks. He means war, Zark said flatly. With Alim and his powerful allies free, the power struggle of kings and the Tanemian back in the world, we face dark times, Derek said grimly. The position of high king is not given, it is taken. Many will march on Archaeus' throne. Edwin, the kingdom to the east, will no doubt move first, as it should. Because of its proximity to the seat of the high king, Edwin is chosen as protector of the throne, at least until the new high king is selected. But what of Elim and the Tanemian? Even though they appear to be weakening at this time, they will reach full strength. Then what? Zarx asked angrily. Will anyone be concerned with that? An evil that devours everything in its path. <clears throat> Derek pursed his lips inside. It is true that the Tanemian appear to be different than what we faced in our past. Much like the prisoners, they will regain their old strengths once they have had enough time to rest. There's not much that can be done. I'm afraid that no one will care about them for now, Derek said. Men would rather pursue power than acknowledge they are near their own destruction. But some will listen to reason. The Ashenborn will summon me soon, I hope, and they will establish a plan as to how to deal with this threat. Zarks huffed and rolled his eyes. We have sent word to my brethren, Derek continued. Though they may not acknowledge my pleas and will probably regard my words as foolishness, especially in light of Archiris' death. But I will find out how he died and what is to be done about the Tunemian. Who do you think released the prisoners? Zark spoke, sounding annoyed. To Saul, the war criminal who escaped us all those years ago. He was alone he alone was not bound by the prison, Derek said. Thornbjorn claimed that Tassane did it, and Derek shook his head. He was n- not who he said he was, that was Tassal. I recognize that now. Then we must pursue them, Kordok explained, exclaimed. You both surely know where they have gone. No doubt to the Minos Isles, the last realm of Dothros, Derek replied. However, they are weak, and it will take days, maybe even weeks, to recover from the effects of the prison. Would this not be the best time to strike them, then? Kordok said, gripping the pommel of his sword. No, Derek replied firmly. It will lead to our death, Zark said, agreeing with Derek. The Minos Isles are harsh islands, raging storms, and ocean that would stop us from pursuing them. The current season would not allow it. You're an Ashenborn. Surely these monsters are nothing to you, Kordok said, standing tall. Zarks looked over at Derek, interested in her reply. I am Ashenborn, but I am only one. I am sad to say I would not be able to handle all of them, Derek said, even in their weakened state. Zarks looked at him, his eyes narrowed. Could you not call more of those dragon men? Zark said sharply. Ashenborn do not charge into a battle blind, Derek began. They do not charge into any battle at all anymore, Zarks interrupted. Derek gave him a warning look. <clears throat> you forget yourself, General. We are on the same side here. Save your anger for more needed subjects, he said, visibly annoyed. The Ashenborn were once a great order, Derek continued, turning to Kordok. While it's true that all they do now is sit around arguing and eating, they are still powerful. We will need their help to destroy the Tanemian, if they will agree. Kordok bowed his head. Elder, I'm sorry for pushing you. I meant no offense. Elder Derek put his hand on Kordok's shoulder. Kordok, you have the best of intentions. These are troublesome times ahead. It is understandable.
Hordak nodded. Zarks, Derek said, turning back to the general. The fact all of these prisoners were released means Elim will come for the kingdom of Lifesvale. Because Lifesvale enslaved them, Zarks replied. I would expect no less of someone who wants revenge. How long do you think we have? Kordok asked. Not long enough, but one can only wonder at the effects of being in those cells for 20 plus years. They will not move on us for some time, though I cannot say exactly how long. Tassal may have already prepared for attack in Elim's stead, Derek answered. The focus of his revenge will be Lysfell, as Alanis was the one who killed Dothros, Elim's father. They will come from there, Derek added, pointing south. The harsh environments make the Minos Isles a good way for them, a good place for them to hide and a perfect place to attack us from. Derek folded his arms, then continued. They chose the best time to because this time of year the rain of, on the Minos Isles would make tracking impossible, especially if they are not on foot. You mean there are others besides Ashenborn who can turn into dragons, Zark asked? Now there are, Derek said, his voice trailing off. I believed it to be impossible without dragon fragments. However, this attack has shown the Ashenborn are not the only ones who can control the dragon power anymore. And Drothros' old armies, the Tanemian, are behind Elim. Our enemy only grows stronger and more prepared as time passes. Do you think they killed Archyrus? Zarks, or Kordok asked. Carnivores separate herds to make it easier to capture each animal individually. I believe they killed him to throw this realm into disarray. Derek said with certainty. Zark slipped grim. He walked to the southern edge of the now broken light prison and peered over the edge. Zark's informally whatever added knowledge you discovered, Derek said, walking towards Kordok. Zark snorted, but continued to look toward the dimming light on the horizon. <clears throat> Kordok, I will report our findings to the king. Bring your brothers to the Ashen Temple before first light, Derek said. With that, Derek walked off the edge of the prison, falling into the open expanse. From a distance, they saw him change into a topaz dragon and slowly got into the wind. The dragon flapped several times, turning and heading in the direction of the kingdom's walls. Think wisely before you accept his offer, Zark said. Kordak ran his fingers through his hair. The ride of bright flame, he wondered, is that what Derek is planning? Alright, so that's going to be in the reading here. That'll be to page 106. We will start chapter 4, Old Voices Speak Anew, in the next episode. Thanks, guys.